Hello, 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 everyone. Hello, yes. It's Dr. Tamara Beckford with our Your Karen Docs show. And we are giving you a bonus session this week. Bonus. Yes, it's all about the real estate. It's all about investing in real estate. It's all about creating wealth. And I'm here with one of my sister docs. Yes, this is the one and only Dr. Chiagozi Fowley, but I'm going to bring her in in the normal fashion. Let me give you a little bit of background on her, and then we're going to deep dive all into this, right? So Dr. Fowley, she graduated from Johns Hopkins School of Medicine in Baltimore. All my Baltimore people, be more <laughs> people. Hello, hello, hello to you guys. Then she did her residency in anesthesiology, SUNY Downstate. So all my New York passe, yes. <laughs> She did her fellowship in peace anesthesiology at the University of Rochester on my upstate, right? We yep. got a SUNY downstate and she went yep. upstate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how she did it. Now, she is the founder and CEO of Savvy Docs in Real Estate. Now, she helps physicians generate income and build wealth with real estate so they can practice and live life on their own terms. I'm talking about the one and only Savvy Doc, Dr. Chia Gozi Fowley. <laughs> yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Yes, hey, Michael, Dr. Michael. I hope you're okay if I just call you by your first name. We're mm -hmm. all peoples here. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Artie, so Dr. Chia Gozi. I am like super interested because we're talking about building wealth here, right? And I know people out there just like physicians, y'all graduate and you're automatically rich, um, richly indebted. Yeah, because <laughs> we are <laughs> richly indebted with a six-figure debt. So there are many ways that physicians, if you really look right now, you know, burnout is at an all-time high. People are like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay for all this debt, you know, which is schooling? Yes. And also I want to start a family and I want to be able to have free time and do all these things. Now, if I'm not mistaken, real estate was one of the ways that you used in order to get this done. But mm -hmm. before we get into the nitty gritty, because you're going to give us all the juice, all the juice out there. Plus, guys, we have a special announcement in between. So do not, do not miss out. So Dr. Chiagosi got a special announcement to let y'all know about some stuff that's going on, right? But let's get into the beginning. Like, what made you decide to do medicine? Let's get back to the Back. All the way back. Okay. Yeah, all so, for me, well, I'm Nigerian. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, as a Nigerian, you have four choices. You're either a Ooh. doctor or pharmacist. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, fine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But honestly, like growing up, I enjoyed the sciences, right? I wanted to either be an engineer or a doctor. Okay. I remember I was having a commission one day with my dad in the car. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, so if he basically like painted a picture and was like, you know, if people are hungry, like basically like if chaos broke out and people were hungry, who mm -hmm. will they need more, an engineer or a doctor? And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, people are hungry. They don't care, care about the engineer. So <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Shout out to dad. Thank you so much, dad. For <laughs> oh my goodness. So, you know, we're there. Dad's helping you, you know, paint that picture you're like oh, yeah you know well we could build some more structures and then eventually get some food going <laughs> a couple years but they probably want the help right now love it love in, it in love my it. head in my head it was like yeah that's a simple one to stop okay thank yeah. you <laughs> Alrighty, so you know we're there you decided you did all the studies yeah. and you know you went to johns hopkins so you're down in bmore and johns hopkins there mm -hmm. and did you go in there like yes anesthesiology whoa no 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 no, no. um <laughs> so when i started i knew i wanted to work with kids mm -hmm. i knew i wanted to actually i thought that that i that i would do peds right and then uh -huh. i had this mentor friend mm -hmm. who literally looked at me and she was like you don't want to do peds and i'm like oh. <laughs> she's like 
no, you don't want to do peds. She was an author resident at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, fine. Since, since, since I don't want to do peds, what else do I want to do? Well, Ben Carson was at Hopkins, you know, mm-hmm. that was Dr. Quinones at Hopkins. These are all like, you know, TV renowned type people. And I was like, neurosurgery seems like a fantastic idea. <laughs> so I decided to pursue neurosurgery. And then I had a mentor then, an, an attending mentor at the time, and she would go, are you sure you want to do neurosurgery? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course, of course. You know, like I was doing all the sub eyes, doing all the things. And she would ask me like, are you really sure you want to do this? Like our patients are sick. And I, tell, I remember looking at her thinking, of course your patients are sick. That's what patients are, right? Right. And I always say like, our patients are sick. Um, so anyway, I went gung-ho in. I was like, because the way I've kind of dealt with things just my personality or whatever is that when I try to do something I do it like it's the only option right mm. so while people were like do you have a backup plan I'm like no like why why would I need a backup plan up to that point I had done very well in school so of course there was no need for a backup plan mm-hmm. and so I applied for neurosurgery and then somewhere in between I got engaged and all of a sudden life started to actually you know flash before my eyes like <laughs> what are you trying to do girl you know, seven years of residency, you really like this thing that much? And yeah. I should have gotten a hint because, like, whenever I went for any of the neurosurgery stuff, they'll be talking about screws and, like, incision. And I couldn't get what they were so excited about. But I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when you get in there, you like it. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> long story short, um, match day came or the match week came and I had a message that I hadn't matched. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. There was actually a sigh of relief inside of me. Ooh. Like, oh, okay. I guess I don't have to do this thing that's seven years long. Okay, good. Now I can actually think of what I want. Okay. Because, you know, as a high achiever up to that point, you you know, that was like a no going back type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. where you, like once you began, you had to go through, otherwise it was a, you know, a failure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I said like, like having second thoughts, you can't have second thoughts applying for neurosurgery. Like you would look weak on the application trail. Absolutely. Um, so when that match didn't happen, it's like, oh, great. So I picked up the sheet for the soap and I'm looking at the sheet and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? I remember as I was walking into the, into the room, they were like organizing all the, you know, the stuff for those who hadn't matched. I remember, I remember thinking to myself, okay, I don't like the ER. So ER was like off my list. Okay. I, like- <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are great. But I was like, I like emergency medicine, but I hate the ER and I still do. Um, so I was like, okay, so that's not on the list. Right. So anyway, I went into the office and they gave me the sheet and on the sheet, it was written like in alphabetical order. And it was like, Hey, anesthesiology. And I was like, Oh, I didn't think about that. At the time I, I, I liked, I liked um, critical care. And I was like, oh, I guess I can do critical care. Mm-hmm. I can be in the OR. Yes. And I can have a life score. So <laughs> that's how I ended up applying for anesthesiology. I, I had two hours to like rework my personal statement. I did. Um, I, and as I remember, like that week, I got a call from my eventual pr- program d- director. She interviewed me as I was driving. I, I, I I literally like pulled off to the um, side of the road, mm-hmm. took her call in the middle of nowhere, and having the neurosurgery whatever in my in my application packet turned out to be great because she was also a neurocritical care type person. Oh, interesting! Oh, Isn't that interesting how things yes, align? Your favorite girl. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was how I got my categorical um my advanced spot for anesthesia, and then I got the I got um, my internal medicine spot you know, down in Baltimore. So I ended up staying in Baltimore for one extra year and right. then went to Sydney downstate. Yeah, that is my You story. know what? Listen to this story. Okay, so other than the alignment of things with the neurocritical care anesthesiologist interviewing the person who wanted to be a neurosurgeon until she applied to neurosurgery and was like, mm, I actually want a life. All right, there are a couple of things that I'm pulling from this. One is that you think very critically on your feet. So you just, yeah. So you were like, okay, you know, I'm not freaking out. I'm actually relieved. How many people who didn't match are like, oh, thank you, Jesus. All right. Now let me just see. And then you're like, oh, wow. Well, I like this. I like this. I like that. It's right here. Okay. Next. Let's just go for it. Boom. Listen, two, I, I had two hours. 
because yes. we found out that at, at noon and the soap opened at two o'clock. So from noon, I had to get to the office, figure out my thing, rewrite my personal statement because I knew that God knows how many people were, were applying, right? So right. I had to be one of the first if I exactly. were to stand a chance. <laughs> now, Wait, but you did I that under everything. pressure. Yeah. That's you. Under pressure, just getting it done, working. Okay. All right. That and didn't then work I went out. Home and cried. But <laughs> <laughs> I love After it. my application was in. <laughs> She's just like, boom, boom, boom. There we go. Getting it done. Alrighty. So now, you know, you're in residency and uh, things you started to realize that, wow, there's some things that's going around you that you have, like we said, Liam Neeson, you have this special skill set <laughs> that you're developing, right? So tell us how, while you were in residency, you started to notice this change that you wanted within your life. And how you went after it with that same gong Augusto. Listen, you know, okay, so I, two things happened during residency that I think changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. Number one was just sort of watching TV. Okay. Mm -hmm. But before even the watching TV part, I just had this feeling that it's like, there has to be more. There has to be more. There has to be more. Mm -hmm. I remember that I'll always pray like, okay, God, just give me an idea. Just give me like an idea, idea. I need an idea. Like I thought I needed some like, you know, Shark Tank-esque idea that was like brilliant, like an invention or something that I had created, right? But mm -hmm. I just kept giving an idea, idea, idea. Uh, but then also I noticed that at work, at work there were, we, the attendings will, 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 will always like sponsor dinner for the residents. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that there were some attendings that like lavishly, like buy whatever, $140 for all the residents. And it was like, whoa, we got to eat a feast. Mm -hmm. And then there were some attendings that were always like, um, how much is that? McDonald's, are y'all good with Chick-fil-A? <laughs> listen, I am I, no shit on anybody, but I, I noticed that and I was like, okay, that was a difference. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I knew that there had to be something that made someone feel like, I mean, they were all in the same you know, attending group overall. So mm -hmm. it had to be something that distinguished one from the other that made one freely, you know, have and give cash and others kind of still say, oh, it's tight or the wife doesn't need to know and stuff like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, great. But what that triggered in me was a realization that I needed to start thinking about all additional streams of income because there was a possibility for not being as, you know, fluid as everybody thinks doctors wear. Exactly. Now, enter watching TV, flip mm -hmm. or flop. And I tell this story a lot, but I was watching HGTV one day mm -hmm. and I saw Tarek and Christina on flip or flop make $60,000 in one flip. Basically they took a house, they they fixed it up, you know, and then they turned a profit of $60,000. And at the time, I think I was making about maybe 54,000 a year. So I'm like, hold up. For the whole year. For the whole year. As a resident, <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> the math wasn't mathing. <laughs> they just made my entire annual salary in one flip. They didn't have to miss kids' vacation. They, they, they didn't have to miss like family events. It, it, I mean, in my mind, it was like one episode. So one episode, okay, fine. It's like three months or whatever. But that's three months. They just made sixty thousand dollars, and the light bulbs started sparking. And I'm like, this is it. Whatever it is that they're doing, I need to go find out and to go figure out. So I went down this huge rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And for the next year, I was barely on Facebook. I was consuming everything real estate related, podcasts, books, whatever. Yeah. Wow. That was how we got this going. You know, it's really <laughs> powerful to realize your entire year's salary, someone just made it in three months. Yeah. Especially while you're still working. And you're yep. like, wait a minute, what just happened here? And also, it's good to have that insight to recognize when you look around you that people, they're two different lives in people who are in the exact same profession. Yeah. So their income from the profession is probably the same. Probably the same. But people are living two different journeys. Yes. Well, what journey do I want to live on? Mm -hmm. You know, and then recognizing a tool or a vehicle to get to that journey. So now your vehicle is your deep down in real estate. Alrighty. So now you hit that real estate 
rabbit hole and you're consuming all this stuff. When did you decide to take the plunge? Because there are a lot of us, we consume a lot of info. If there's anything that doctors know how to do is research. Yep. Man, we could research. Yep. But man, taking that plunge, not too many people do it. And I'm pretty sure there's some people who are here watching. If you are good at taking, doing all that research, post it in the chat. Because I know I see some of you guys there. If you're good at that research, and you're in the research phase, post it in the chat. <laughs> research. That's right. We're good at that. Now, when did you decide to move from research to taking an active role? Like, all right, I'm going to go for this. Yeah. So, you know, real estate is one of those things where you can research all you like, but Something there'll be something in your head being okay, girl. You just research all of that, but how are you gonna pay for it? <laughs> how are you gonna pay for any and all of this? But mm -hmm. thankfully for me, the very probably one of the first books that I read in real estate mm -hmm. was How to Invest in Real Estate with Low or No Money Down. Ah. So that what what that did for me was it took off that excuse. Mm -hmm. Okay, because what it told me was there is a way. You just have to find it. Right and while it took me almost a year and this was a year of active like i mean in brooklyn i was touring i was looking at places talking to sellers doing whatever and things were like so expensive back then like a million back in 2016 right mm -hmm. so I, even my creativity didn't find something in brooklyn but then there was an opening in december when i found mm -hmm. out that my dad had some had some cash i stashed away mm -hmm. and i realized oh maybe if i asked him you know and he was open to us partnering on a deal. So I actually found a deal remotely in mm -hmm. Norfolk, Virginia, which is where they lived. Mm -hmm. And he, I, I partnered with him. He was going to be my boots on the ground person. So everything was happening. I mean, for a whole year, I had done this in my head, right? Right. So doing the actual deal in my head wasn't necessarily anything strange because mm -hmm. I had, you know, basically pictured this whole thing in my head. So I found a deal down in Norfolk. It was at 300 miles away. I found a contractor. I found, you know, hard money lender. added my dad's money to that. Ended up closing on that deal without ever having seen it. I saw it for the first time when I went down to visit after we had already closed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, we, got, we might have to pause for some people here. <laughs> we have some people in the chat. Someone says... We have Michael here. Our Dr. Michael says he's been researching. He says a researcher on deck. <laughs> yes, you're man of the, my heart, Michael. We know how that goes. <laughs> and then we have someone from Facebook. We have Facebook saying that they've been stuck in research for two years. Scared to take that plunge outside of nursing. Two years. They're like, yes. Been two years has that. cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars, by the way. Ooh, did you hear that? <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then we have someone said they're fair of the losing the security blanket. Now we're asking, is this being recorded? Absolutely. This is being recorded and you're going to be able to find it on our Your Karen Docs website. That's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S, hit podcast, and you'll be able to get this wonderful, wonderful interview up by next week. So yes, this is gems, y'all, gems. And it's with all these gems, there's even more because like I said, Dr. Fowler, she has a surprise that she's going to tell you guys about. So now someone was like, were you invested in short-term rentals? Ooh, we're going to talk about that. But right now we're talking about you just invested in a property you did not see. Correct. Now, how many people in the chat has that gusto? Because <laughs> we don't even want to buy shoes that we don't see. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're like oh my gosh you have the guts to do that so how did you get to that point I think I had been consuming a lot of like podcasts at the time mm -hmm. and so a lot of what would have really hindered people I'd already sort of worked through it through oh, the podcast right yeah. and I heard them talk about you know building a team and you know um basically asking how can I get this done so if you're talking about money, I had figured out my biggest hangup was the money. So if I had broken through the money roadblock, mm -hmm. everything else, everything else was, as they say, unfigureoutable, right? Because mm -hmm. um, I, I was still a physician. I was still a resident, right? Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like I had like free time to just like go look at properties in the middle of the day. There was no way, even if the property was next door. Even if, we, even if the house was next, where, you know, had been next door, I wouldn't have been there anyway, right? Because exactly. I had been busy in the hospital. So mm -hmm. either the deal did not get done 
or I found a way to actually figure out how to do it. And that way that I found was to have to have it at a place where my dad could mm-hmm. go monitor, which was in Norfolk. Now, I don't know anything about contracting. I didn't know how to build a house. I'd never done it before. So I had to get a general contractor. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that you don't know how to build a house? <laughs> Don't teach that in anesthesia residency. Okay, so you're out there now. You've sealed this first deal. What's going through your mind once you seal that deal? It was like, oh my goodness, we're doing this. So I started talking about it. I started talking about it. I was telling people about it. And as the deal progressed and it was going, you know, just like on TV, on TV, mm-hmm. there was always something that will come up. So when it yep. started coming up, I was like, oh, yeah, I know you already. I knew you were going to show up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as time went on and as the deal progressed, we now I mean, the place was like already done mm-hmm. now to sell it. At that point, I was watching my budget and I was like, OK, we're getting a little slim on this budget. Like, I'm not going to stage this place because I don't want to you know, lose more money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right wrong decision um so let's just fast forward i should have staged the house early enough so we ended up holding that property for a couple more months than i probably could have and using a hard money loan on that thing that thing was every month meant extra things so eventually when we sold that thing i called it an education okay because if that particular deal ended up not profitable but when i tell you it began basically everything i see right now because all the noise I had made about it, all the things I had learned from it. I had learned the transaction. I had learned just like rehab and renovating from a distance. It actually turned out pretty nice, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just that I, you know, first I hadn't watched my numbers as closely maybe that we ended up, so that deal ended up not being profitable in -hmm. terms of like that actual deal's profit and loss statement, Mm -hmm. but in the intangibles, game changer. Wow. The very next deal I had now built enough because I got this deal while well, I was still going on. I had now built enough like credibility mm-hmm. that when I got a 12 unit deal as my next deal. <laughs> okay. Okay, y'all. Did you guys see? All right. Post in the chat if you just heard what she just said. A 12 unit deal. Yeah. So a deal I number like, two. You know I, yeah, I don't want to do this 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 um this um TV flipping thing. It's a little too risky, and I don't have cash. I I didn't have cash, right? Yeah, I'm like it's too risky. I can't put you know people's money out there. Risky. But while I was doing all of that, I had now learned that multifamily was safer. Mm. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'm gonna get a rental rental property. It'll be just nice and stable, no drama, not a no no TV stuff here, right? So you know, I found found a property up in Rochester, New York. Again, four hours from four hours from Brooklyn um 12 unit and i was able to convince was it four or five five other people to come in with me on that deal mm-hmm. and um they put in all the equity that was needed all the cash that was needed i brought the deal i i, I got the mortgage i i read it in such a way that they were not on the mortgage at all mm-hmm. i personally guaranteed it so end of the day the only cash that i had in that deal was 900 dollars but we got, did you guys got, hear that <laughs> we got a 12 unit apartment complex that i got to own i got to manage i got to reap every benefit from um that we ultimately sold in 2020 profitably exited profitably gave you know an investors back their money and mm-hmm. we we're all happy <sighs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So that second deal was in how, in what year was that second deal? That was in 2016. So both of those deals were in 2016. So that oh, wow. was. And then you were yeah. able to sell it in 2020 for 2020. profit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A 12 unit deal. Yes. That Lincoln person. That's why she said 12 units, yeah. <laughs> 12 units. Alrighty. So now as you're doing this, you're, you know, you're starting to become savvy. Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> So you're starting to become savvy and you realize like, wait a minute, I'm actually good at this stuff. <laughs> and not only that, I like it. Right. Yeah. Just like Dr. Michael's a genius. <laughs> you know, I like <laughs> it. All right. So as time progresses, 
what did you start to notice that were some of the hangups that you got over that a lot mm. of people are afraid to get into? Because there are a lot of myths out there. And like, you know, even we have some people on Facebook, they're like, yeah, girl, I'm trying to lose my money or I don't even have money. You know what? Mm -hmm. The only reason why you could do it is because you're a doctor and you have money. Let's talk about the $54,000 residency <laughs> earnings per year. And you still started that way. Come on, let's break some of these. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, th these are thoughts. Okay. They mm -hmm. are thoughts. And I know these days you hear more of things like limiting beliefs, like limiting beliefs is not like a, you know, a nice buzzword, but back in 2016, those, those terms weren't there. They were just like real fears. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because number one, I'm, it's funny. This, this, this memory just hit me right now. Mm -hmm. When we were under contract to buy the 12 unit, I know now I can talk about it. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, we got that, that property. I remember thinking this had better work out. Like <laughs> this thing had better work out because I was bringing in both my friends and people that had trusted me with, into in into the deal. But mm -hmm. um, a few things that sometimes keeps people from getting started. Number one is thinking that they need to have all the money. Okay. Yes. These days, I tell people that if you okay. If you find a good deal, okay, no, actually, I learned this from, from, from someone. There are four things that you need to have to actually make a deal happen. Mm -hmm. One of them is knowledge. Mm -hmm. The second one is time. The third is credit. In the United States, yes, credit is part of it, unless you want to pay full cash. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is money, okay? So you, most people don't have all four of those. Mm. Most people have either one or two, or maybe even three sometimes, and they need the third one. Mm -hmm. A lot of of, of 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 investors, even if they start out having money, usually by the time they get to like one, two, three, four, right? Sometimes they then need money, right? Mm. So to think that because you don't have one thing, which is usually the money part, that you can't do a deal, it's usually it's usually not true. Mm. Because if you can find a way to get the other three, you could gen and then find someone else that can give you that last piece, you're generally good. So if it's that, okay, y'all, you have money, you have time, I'm sorry, you have money, you have credit, you have time, but you don't know what to do Well, you get a coach or a mentor or someone like that, right? Absolutely. You, you know what to do, you have credit, you have knowledge, oh, sorry, you have um, time, but you don't have money, go find a friend, right? Um, so the myth of, you know, having to try to have everything yourself is really mm -hmm. just a myth. And I tell people that, you know what? When you know how deals are done, when you know how to wield deals, right? Yeah. Then whether you choose to do what you know or not becomes a very different conversation. As mm. an example, when we did, after we did that 12 unit deal, when we moved to Syracuse, my husband basically said, you know what? Because I was like, oh, you know what? Let's go get 2,000 units, you know, because we <laughs> 12. And he's like, actually, no, 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 just calm down, no. Because he didn't, he didn't feel comfortable, ho like holding people's money in such large sums. Mm -hmm. So he's like, no, 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 no. Let's just do what we can do, right? Mm -hmm. And be happy there. Like I'm, I'm good to not have to lose sleep over a deal going bad because I had all these investors' money in there. Right. Like, okay, fine, right? But at that point, if I didn't do the next deal, it was I didn't like sleep thinking oh darn I, I can't do the next deal the world sucks no it is we chose not to right that is an empowered place to, to be, be. Yes. and i feel like my mission almost these days is not even to get doctors or, or whoever doing like crazy amount of deals it's to get them to that empowered place right where they can decide you know what i know what to do but I choose to do X, Y, Z because it aligns more with my goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, 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 very powerful to get to a place where you can have a choice. And these choices are aligned not only with your goals, but where you and where you want to be, but where you are right now, you know, and you are rest assured, literally, you can sleep easy knowing yep. that you have done something that is either going to propel you forward or you're getting the flow that you want, the cash flow that you want right now. 
Yep. Or whatever your goal is. Like, you know, we said, like, your goal might not always be for immediate cash. It could be equity or whatever. But you have decided on whatever your goal is and you're achieving that goal. Now, they said that you don't need to have credit to if it's going to be hard cash. That's right. Like you said, the four parts. Yep. Four parts. So, you know, four parts to that. Hit them with the four parts again, Dr. Chiagosi. So I said it's the knowledge, mm -hmm. the time, the credit, and the cash. That's it. And I didn't make that up. You know, I wish I made that up, but I didn't. I, I think I heard it from, I'm blanking on his name right now, but yes. it's not So my... one of the real estate gurus. Yeah. So the knowledge, the time, the credit, and the cash. If you can, those are the four parts that's needed. You don't need to have all four parts yourself to get it yeah. done. You yeah. can have two out of four. You can, but we know that. For that deal to get done, you need those four parts. Love it, love it, love it. Alrighty. So now you know you're there, multi-units investor from afar, comfortable <laughs> doing that. And then you tap into this new thing. Now somebody asked before, hey, you doing short-term rentals? <laughs> uh, what's the answer? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah. ma'am. All right, go ahead and tell them how you weaved that yeah. in. So, so over the next, I'll say maybe four years, we ended up building a portfolio of, of smaller multifamily. Remember how I said that we need to just like do our thing, right? So mm -hmm. we built a portfolio of smaller multifamilies, basically buying like duplexes here and there, fixing them up, harvesting the equity and doing it all over again. But one of the things that I found was like, you know what? This actually is a nice way to build wealth. Just basically take cash and recycle it across deals. But mm -hmm. it takes time, right? Yeah. And like each deal literally has to go like perfectly smoothly so that you can harvest that cash. Otherwise, you get to a point and you can't continue that cycle unless you infuse new cash. And I, also in this interim, I had to like teaching other doctors how to get started with, with, with investing. And very often I will get, you know, I'll talk to someone, I, I'd be like, I need something that can, you know, help me like quit medicine tomorrow or like in three months. <laughs> and I'd be like, girl, I'm not your person. I, I don't have that. Just straight up, right? Like mm -hmm. real estate takes time. You got to let it build. You got but just that thought kept nagging me. And, and then the pandemics that are rolling in and we started seeing all the pay cuts and, mm -hmm. you know, I had a friend who her, her people literally like said, we're going to hold back 10% of your salary just in case the hospital gets underwater. I'm like, seriously, where else is that done? Anyway, I, I, <laughs> um, but anyway, let's just say I've heard I that before. <laughs> Let's just say I got really ticked to find a solution for mm -hmm. people who, to be able to like ramp up cash flow faster. But then I remember the webinar that I had seen like back in 2016, because I used to watch a, a ton of webinars and it was about short-term rentals. And it was about, it's called rental arbitrage, which is basically where you, instead of buying the property, you lease a property and then turn it into a short-term rental. Now, if you're new to all any and all of this, Short-term rentals are like your Airbnbs, right? They're like your hotel replacements where some, somebody comes into a city, they find a short-term rental, they rent it for like one night, two nights, three nights, and they're done, okay? They pay a cleaning fee, they move on. Now, as the owner, that is usually more profitable because whereas a, a regular rental will normally go for like, let's say, 1000 a month, right? Mm -hmm. The same place that can rent for 1000 a month can also rent for 150 a night, so mm -hmm. even if you don't have all of your nights booked, you know, 150 a night, let's say you only had 20 nights booked, that's $3,000, right? So what we ended up doing was we basically, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We leased properties at like that kind of one, 1K range in Dallas, Texas. And at the time we were able to get them booked for like 2,400 a month. Even, mm -hmm. even without doing the nightly ones, like even, even when we did like the quote unquote midterm rentals, we'll get them booked for like 2,400 a month and then profit from that spread. So long story, ended up diving straight into that, picked up like 10 when we first started. Um, if, now we've actually scaled it back, but the speed with which we picked up 10, I was like, yo, is this like, is this really <laughs> happening? Like, there are all these doctors out there waiting until they can like amass all these hundreds of thousands of dollars. And look at us out here. We've picked up 10 of these and with like maybe $80,000 or something had furnished all of them and we're making like 1K a month per unit. That was when I started making a lot of noise about it. Nice. But then as the year progressed, I said, okay, you know what? 
let me talk even louder about short-term rentals. So mm -hmm. I tried to now go out and interview other physician hosts doing short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Even the cash flow is great, even with my arbitrage over here. But these doctors are making 130K from one property. I was like, wait. What? Okay, let's deep yeah. dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was out there on the Short-Term Revolution conference that we hosted last year, interviewing these folks. And one of them told me, yeah, you know, I just bought a property down in, I forget where he bought it. Um, I think it was Miramar Beach. I hope it still exists. <laughs> Florida <laughs> hurricanes. It probably still does. Anyway, but he told me that in five months, that property had booked $135,000. $135, what? At the time, my brain couldn't even fathom it. I was thinking, right. I did the math real quick. I was like, wait a minute. His mortgage can't be that bad, right? Like a million dollar property, the mortgage at the time was probably like maybe 4K. So I'm like, okay. So at most, he's probably paying like 50K in mortgage. Okay. So $135,000 with one property, he just made, and I'm bringing all this math in my head, interviewing him, trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> oh my Let's gosh. just say, by the time that conference was done, I decided we're buying, okay? So for, for, for the chunk of last year, we did mostly arbitrage. But then when I thought about even the tax benefits, because mm -hmm. we also interviewed the, you know, a CPA too, and we really delved into the tax, the tax benefits of owning a short-term rental. So the cash flow is on one hand, stack that with, with tax benefits. People can basically take their salaries, or sorry, their, their, their tax bill down to zero using short-term rentals. I was like, why aren't you guys talking about this more? <laughs> this is like the secret sauce. Why is nobody saying anything <laughs> about this? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, like we said, that's the secret sauce. Yeah. But, all right. So you, why don't you let them know? Why is no one talking about it? But you are. All right. Tell them. Oh, I am. <laughs> let, let them know. Because I know, like we said, you do have something to drop on these people. I know people, you are in the chat. You're like, what? What's going on? How can I, what? What's going on? Now, normally I'll wait till the end, but I can't wait till the end. We got to drop this in the middle. So tell them about how you are helping them what's yeah. going on and where are we having this so october 21st through the 23rd mm -hmm. we are going to be having a short-term rental boot camp okay this is literally like no fluff okay you come you learn you, you know, different models how to find them how to pick a location how to find property how to fix them up how to fund them different strategies we even have like different experts even coming in in addition, okay? It's going to be in person in North in, in North Charleston, South Carolina, but it can, you can also join us virtually. We added a virtual option recently because, you know. Yeah, things happen. Like Ian. <clears throat> yeah, Ian exactly. Works, I mean, <laughs> Ian, whatever. Ian, you better leave South Carolina alone because we're heading over there and we're we don't want to hear nothing, right? We're coming. <laughs> Yeah, we're coming. So like, wow. Okay, so you're here now, you know, and it's like this short term rental thing. There's just so much out there. Yeah. And people are just not aware of it that this yeah. like real estate is a great way to build wealth. You know, I see I have here Miss Veronica Ricketts, one of our realtors extraordinaires down here in the Houston nice. area. Thank you for for dropping by. Thank you. Thank you. My cousin. Dr. Cordai in New Jersey. Okay. That's right. So, you know, we have like this wonderful, wonderful info there. So now you're seeing all the short term. Now, what is the next step that you would say for the person going in? Because we know that there's still this fear going on. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, it's just like, all right. Yeah, this is all good. But even someone asks, is this recorded? Yes, it is recorded. You go back and listen <laughs> to those four things that you need. So step one, I'm here. I'm like, man, I don't have enough money. Mm. I need to get this funded. One of the things that you said is like, love, let me show you how you can fund. drop at least a, a, a gem. We talked about friends, drop a little, another little gem. On okay. So, so this, was, this was one gem that did it for me when mm -hmm. I flip the, the, the str switch because remember up, up to this point i had been buying long-term rentals right mm -hmm. but then i found out that 
with a long-term rental, if you went to a bank right now and you said, you know what, I need an investment loan to buy a rental property. I go, okay, you need to put down either 20 or 25%, depending on the bank. So while mm-hmm. I was doing, you know, talking with all these, my short-term rental friends, they're like, oh yeah, 10% down. I was like, what? <laughs> down. They're like, yeah, you know, there, that, there's a, there's a loan. There's, there's a, you know, a second home loan, for example, that you can use to legitimately, this is not like shady business where you tell them. We're not, we're not, we're not going behind the scenes in the back alley. (laughs) Legit, you buy a second home and you are allowed to turn it into a short, key there is short-term rental because part of the, and we'll we'll go into into all of this at, at, at the boot camp, but they're like, you can't have it like leased or whatever and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Second home loan, you can buy a short-term rental with 10% down. Mm-hmm. So this basically means that let's say you had $50,000 somewhere in your mm-hmm. life, somewhere just sitting, retirement account, wherever, right? And you took out that $50,000 $50, loan. You can buy a property worth $500,000. Mm-hmm using just just using this now if you were buying a long-term rental that could only have gotten you a two hundred thousand dollar property right now that two hundred thousand dollar property guess how much is going to make you a month depending on where it is hundred dollars a month four hundred dollars a month Mm -hmm. right now let Mm -hmm. me give you an example the property so we got one of these a lakefront property Mm -hmm. for 406 end of the year in july that property made thirteen thousand. <laughs> july july mm. july <laughs> one month the mortgage there is about two thousand dollars roughly mm. plus a minus, you know plus plus a little mm-hmm. above thousand dollars so i i i shared i don't you know go, go out there like blasting numbers i'm i'm actually a very private person <laughs> believe it or not but i share these numbers because Everybody has been private about their numbers and we've been out there buying long-term rentals whether we're buying short-term rentals. Because we're not aware, right? We're not aware. So just even just this little gem, like people are like, Dr. Sharon, yes, Jackson Johnson. She's like, I need to go back and listen to this. Me too. And I'm sitting here in the, <laughs> I'm glad it's recorded. Like just this you know, I didn't even tell them how to register for the conference for the um, oh, event. Absolutely. All righty. We're going to have to make sure that we put that in the link to put so that you can register for this conference. Because let me tell you, it's a boot camp. It's three days, three days. Oh my God. I want to watch an October cup virtually. Okay. Okay. No worries. We got you. We got you. Yeah. It's yep. three days, three days. Um, we're going to be in person. So if you're in South Carolina, you can come and join us. Or nearby. But, or hey, a flight away. It's just a or flight. Or a flight away. Yes. I have to book my flight. So you better go book the flight because it's the same. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you want to be there, right? A flight away. Hey. Now, if you are, we are going to have a virtually. That's, that's, you know, but we'll put the link in there. In the comments, y'all, you know, we will have the link in the comments. South Florida, there you go. You can come on up. Come on now. Jenny, that's right. You could just drive mm-hmm. on up. We'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will meet you there at the conference. Because, I mean, this is just fascinating. Like, how is it that we are here busting our butts? Now, when else <laughs> are you busting your butts and then being able to really get to financial freedom in medicine? What would happen? You're doing more shifts. Mm-hmm. You already don't have enough time, mm-hmm. especially if you're a person that wants to spend time with your family. Mm. You know, you want to spend time with your kids. Now, when you're single, it's probably like, oh, yeah, I can do this. But as soon as you have those kids, life changes. Mm-hmm. You actually want to see them. And then you start wondering, you know, the guilt, the parent guilt starts to come mm-hmm. in and everything. And But with this, these are things that you are doing. It's not to say that it's easy and it's completely stress-free. no. But the reward, the return of the investment, the time that you're buying back Mm -hmm. in the future, you know, it's just irreplaceable right now. Like, man. Alrighty. So give us, give us the um, website. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to be posted in the chat as we're talking, because now we're talking about, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough time. You know, 
I can't do this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But look at all, look at all of this. Look yeah. at what we have. It's, look um, at what you're buying back. <laughs> like, sis. Oh my God. All right. Drop another gem. Drop another gem. You yeah. need to buy back time too. Yes. I understand. Yeah. I understand, sis. I understand. All righty. It's um, the, the website real quick and I'll be dropping it in the chat. Go ahead. Okay. The the strbootcamp.com. Yeah, STR Bootcamp. No, the the STR Bootcamp. The STR Bootcamp. You know, like how all those people from Ohio State, you can't be like, oh, did you go to Ohio State? You know, and they're like, no, you went like, to no. the. Oh. <laughs> so the STR Bootcamp.com. Oh my goodness! Yes. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even know I could see the comments here. Oh, not, okay, now. Yes, yes, we've been looking at the comments. <laughs> Absolutely. So when you hit vstrbootcamp.com, you know, this is what you're seeing. It'll go to that work with me through the short term revolution. So you guys can click on there and, you know, attend in person or virtually. But we're not going to let Dr. Chiagozi go away just so yet, because I know that we're enjoying this conversation. I told you I was going to be fine. You can understand why we did this as a bonus edition on our Friday night. Everybody's sitting there chilling, end of the week, stressed out saying, man, how am I going to figure out a way out of this hamster wheel? And guess what we just delivered? (laughs) 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 Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Alrighty. Now, so give us another quick little gem, because like we said, there's so many objections that people have when it comes to being able to step into real estate. We already talked about the fear and then Mm -hmm. with the fund. So the fear Mm -hmm. of the fund, what's another objection? That you're like, you know what, let me just help you out with this really quickly. Yep. And then we'll let people enjoy the rest of their Friday night. <laughs> so sometimes when people hear of short-term rentals, the one thing that they say is, oh, but then that means I'm going to have to start to like take care of like all these people, like all these guests coming and going. And like, yes. it's like I, I, I don't have time. I don't have time like that. Like all I want Maybe is I don't even have the personality. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I can't. And they think of many ways that they cannot. Okay. Yeah. And for me, I know this is a real objection because for years, I mean, I had heard of short-term rentals, but I was like, that's not, that's not us. You know, like mm-hmm. that's for them. You know, that's them. Yes. Beyond the fact that I thought that, that 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 I couldn't afford it, right? But one thing I found actually is that unlike my long-term rentals where I did not want to talk to a tenant, like mm-hmm. with my long-term rentals, I handed those things off to property managers like they were burning potatoes. I <laughs> and literally like take those keys away from me because I don't want <laughs> to deal with any of it. Right. With the short-term rentals, I found that it's actually enjoyable. Like really? I didn't see it coming. Like I actually, actually enjoy communicating with the guests. And the thing is, they're not even asking you for much. Okay, so the way I tell people is that, listen, at the beginning when you're um, setting up, okay, mm-hmm. it's front-loaded. So okay. you will have to spend some time. And as I say that, I remember that I, I set up 10 short-term rentals from Syracuse without actually going down there. So there are ways to outsource all of this. Mm-hmm. But if even in the from the mental standpoint, mm-hmm. it is front loaded, you know, having to organize people or go out there and do it yourself, maybe hire a handyman to help you or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is front loaded, but it's work that you actually probably enjoy doing after all, because you're literally creating a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. And if you totally hate that, there are designers that can help you create a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. But then once you set it up, you set up all your automations. Like I did a live stream on our free Facebook group yesterday Mm -hmm. about how to automate your short-term rental. And I I kid you not, this is going to sound like an exaggeration, but this week I may have spent a total of maybe four or five minutes across. Okay. I was listening for the hours. Okay. You just said minutes. And I'm saying five minutes because if I said two minutes, you'd think I was lying. <laughs> because to be so, quite three honest, min- so the other three minutes was just you saying, okay, I'm going to sit down and do this. It's like conservative, like don't, don't look like a liar on TV kind of thing. Um, but honestly, because right now it's so automated. Like we had a guest check-in today mm-hmm. at, at, our, at, at our lake house and she sent a message asking Oh, what's the code? But guess what? The code had already gone to her 
when she first booked. So all I did was to find the first message, hit copy, hit paste, and drop it off, and that was it. Wow. We're not meeting anybody. We're not cleaning anything. The day she leaves, our cleaner already has something already like in her portal showing her that a guest is leaving. So I don't even have to call the cleaner to say, hey, we have a guest leaving. No. Wow. Yeah. Automations. Automations. And and you know what? Someone might have brushed against the fact that you just said that you did all of this from Syracuse and you're not actually at the physical place. Yeah. In that you were not only that you're doing it from afar, but you have set it up from afar. So you didn't have to go down there and do it and then go back and say, okay, well, now I'm going to set it up. So yeah. you were able to not only buy the place, get it contracted, fix up the way that you like, set up the automation, get the guests clean, turned over, ready for the next guest, and you're still at home. I'm still at home. Now, my husband will argue that don't do that again. Make sure you go see it at least once, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know we we we, we had some some issues down in, down with the ones down in Dallas that he that we kind of feel that maybe if we had gone, we may have caught some things. So the way that I tell my people now, I tell them and I say, listen, mm -hmm. go see it at least once. Okay. Like go set your feet there at least once before you commit all your dollars into it. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the little edit that I will do. But mm -hmm. the fact is that once is almost inconsequential other than the fact that it helps you actually establish that you have an investment other than that for the actual operations no. like we haven't seen i haven't we haven't been to our lake house now and it's just down it's it's 30 minutes away probably in the past i haven't been my husband has he was there i think yesterday to go drop off something but i haven't been there in a little while now probably like a month mm. um so and seeing it's, as to it's, say it's, it's it just down there so building up its little thirteen thousand dollar July thirteen thousand July dollars, just like I'm just here, just perfect and just ready for you guys. Who wants to yep. be in the lake? Now July is a peak month here, okay. Absolutely. Put it in, in context, okay. Yes. But when I if I say that number among short term rental hosts, I will be like among the, you know, it's like oh yeah. <laughs> you know, that's so cute. <laughs> so cute. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's years. giving us the beginning, the idea of that's how you, that's a good start. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. So yeah. now we have Dr. Sharon Jackson Johnson. She's asking, Alrighty, what are the best parts of the country? And people are probably like, oh, you know, that's another common question. Like, well, I mean, where can I go? Because yeah. I know I live here. But I don't think that where I am is a great place to invest. Should yeah. I go elsewhere, right? And there it is. Should I be buying something close by? And how yeah. long are the reservations and how many per month? Okay, those are good questions for um, those who invested. So those, on average. Those, those are great questions. And no shade, This is these, these are the questions we'll be literally going through during the boot camp. And yes. I don't see that just because, because... I can answer you now and I will, okay? Mm -hmm. But trust me, when you're in the room with your own paper. Paper and pad, individualized plan. Yeah. Um, okay, so to answer your question, is it better to purchase it close by or does it not matter? The quote is, live wherever you like and invest where the numbers make sense. Ooh. Okay? So if you live in a place where you know people travel to it's a great vacation destination but you run those numbers and the numbers are crappy you have to make a decision you know do you want crappy numbers or do you want proximity okay mm. you can do but you can do either but the thing is depending on your goal so i have a client who when she joined us decided that after we actually spent time talking she said that instead of getting a sh her own short-term rental first, she'll buy her dream house first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remember how I said all of these have to go with your goals, right? Right. So she bought her dream house. Now, when she was buying that dream house, we kind of looked at the numbers, but honestly, I knew it was like a, a, you know, a golden chandelier type of house for her. So it didn't matter to me what the numbers were. But, but for the second property she's getting in the same place now, she watched those numbers like they were going out of style, okay? So she, this time, was now very particular 
about the numbers making sense, okay? And I tell people, like, you know, you don't borrow other people's goals, and that's all part of what, what wow. we're working through. So now to answer the other question of are there best practices? Yeah. yeah. Um, so where to buy? Like, I have, a like, literally, I tell people, like, you make a list, okay, of 12 possible cities, and you walk through them. Mm. Um, during the boot camp, we'll have, there's a tool called STR Insights that, um, we now use the founder of that company. The founder of that tech company is gonna be one of our speakers. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. <laughs> so you're gonna be sitting down there with a guy who came up with the idea, run the numbers, has the 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 actual insights, and you can ask them questions. Yeah, in person. In person, of of and like of, of how to use data mm -hmm. to guide that judgment of where to where to invest. Yeah. Man. Alrighty. So the next question she was like, on average, people are like, okay, I heard you have a short-term rental, but on average, how long are people really staying in those places per month? It depends. It depends on the market. So there are different types of markets. There are the vacation markets, there are the urban markets, mm -hmm. there are the midterm rental type markets. Um, for example, in Dallas, like I think I just got a booking now for one night. And in Dallas, I allow a one night I'm booking because lots of people that come into Dallas are literally coming there just for one night. So if mm -hmm. I shut that off, I'll be missing out on, on cash. But wow. up here in Syracuse, I am not doing a one night stay. Okay. No. <laughs> the people that generally come to this area are people who are coming on vacation because it, it's a lake house, right? So mm -hmm. people generally don't come to a lake house for one night. <laughs> I mean, one That's night you barely, you barely even slept. Yeah. Right? You, you, you just drove up there. <laughs> so, so, so in the summer, some people even do seven night stays like they do, you know, Sunday to Sunday or Saturday to, to um, Saturday mm -hmm. this year, because our listing was new. We did um, we did three night, three night min 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 minimums okay. this year. OK, but by next year, we may not even have to do that. By next year, we may be able to just do the straight up full week. Mm -hmm. Food things in the summer, and then after after the summer, you know, peak is done, then we can go down to the you know two day, three day type type things. Oh yeah. wow, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. man! Like I love it. You said don't borrow people's goals. Nope. That's right. So so good, isn't it? So we, isn't it? We, and we this is just a, through goals too. Yeah. yeah, this is just a taste, <laughs> a taste of what is going to be available on the short term rental boot camp. Yeah. All right, you know, it's uh, we've almost like hit an hour. We've been talking for almost an hour. I know it is so good, y'all. So good. We've done 56 minutes and 48 seconds. <laughs> we've been talking all about it. All righty, I'm going to wrap this up because we got to let Dr. Chu go that she has her family and I know that they're there waiting for her. So I want to know, got to ask, what are you doing for self care? And then let them know where they can find you. Oh, no, no, no. I got my other question before oh, they yeah. Yeah, girl, it is a fun question too. Alrighty, so what are you doing for your self-care, Dr. Chugosi? Okay, so for me, when I went part-time last year, um, talk about biggest... that too. So this allowed her, she was like, alrighty, quick second. 20 yeah, second sure. version <laughs> of this life-changing decision. My, my, my biggest discovery when I went part-time last year was sunshine on a Tuesday afternoon. I started taking wow. walks. Wow. Yeah. That it was and like you were able to do this part time because you listen, because I knew I had learned how to create income. Wow, that was the, that was when I took the leap. I was like, you know what, I'll be good. Isn't that powerful yeah. for everybody in the chat? I knew I learned how to create income. Like, how empowering is that? How freeing is that? So, now you know, for those who aren't in medicine and you're watching. These are the doctors who are coming and taking care of you, not because they have to, but because yeah. we want to, and we love what we do and we love medicine yeah. because we can generate income other ways, but we love medicine. We like, love I realize I show up at work now and it's like, Ooh, a kid. Yay. Let's do this. You know, like I'm all like pepping my stuff. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You see, you see the difference. And that's what you're helping to create. You can practice on your own terms. That's right, Dr. That's right, Dr. Mike. We're killing it. That's right. Alrighty. So back to the question at hand. Just had to 
you know, plug that in there. What are you doing for self-care now? Walks on a Tuesday afternoon, I heard. <laughs> walks, walks when I can. Um, lately, what have I done for self-care? This summer, I didn't do as many walks because I think I was just like just mentally busy, but even just, hey, listen, this is going to sound very nerdy, mm -hmm. but I look for houses. Literally, I can't. So you're scrolling and you're like, ooh, that, this is so relaxing. Is, Let me see. Is, so this is this is her scrolling. I am not even joking. Like I play this game and I I actually like shared it with my clients now. And I'm like, let's see who can find the, the most recently listed property. I know, I know. But for me, but you're having so much fun doing it. And, and it's relaxing. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Alrighty. So here's my fun question of the day and I'm going to pull out some stuff. So your options are going to go down. Alrighty. So Dr. Chiagosi, Fowley, if you weren't a neurosurgeon, anesthesiologist, peds, pediatrician, real estate guru, what would you be? Hmm. Singing. Okay. I like to sing. Yeah. Love it. Jeez, yep. man. Everybody I'm, got the same like, you know, play, playing instruments, yeah. Singing and those. playing instruments. Okay, so the one-woman band. Ah, yes. You know, my <laughs> own little, you know. I play the keyboard, I play the violin, um, and I sing. So if I weren't doing any of these, I'll probably grow those. But right now, I, you know, I just do them. Like I love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Hey, Doris, thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining in. Hope everything's going well with you down in Florida, Doris. That's one of my friends right there. Awesome. Not allowed. You're a Nigerian. What is she not allowed to do, Michael? What is she not allowed to do? <laughs> let me know before we finish. Alrighty, Dr. Chiogozi, before we close out, let people know where they can find you. <laughs> um, yeah, you can... Easiest place to find me is probably Facebook because mm -hmm. that's that's like my 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 playground. Um, Chia Gozi mm -hmm. and um, we have a free Facebook group for those who want to learn about short term rentals. That is the Savvy Docs Physicians in Real Estate Physicians Growing Wealth with Short Term Rentals Facebook group. Um, mm -hmm. Those are the two places really, but you, 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 you can get to all of those from SavvyDoctors.co. Mm -hmm. SavvyDoctors.co and that's doctors with an S and that is C-O and not com. <laughs> all righty, SavvyDoctors.co. But all of you guys who have been here, who have been following along for this hour, we know that you want to find out more about this short-term rental thing. You've piqued our interest with the, oh, that's so cute. That's about 2000 a month. Oh, that's <laughs> So let them know where, again, where are they getting this? Boot camp that you have out there, the SDR boot camp. When yeah. is it going on? How can they register? Yep. Where? Yeah. How? <laughs> so, so again, you can go to the strbootcamp.com to, mm -hmm. to learn about our short-term revolution um boot camp. It's gonna be a three-day straight up training and implementation, inspiration training and implementation. Um, session where you will learn how to get started really, really from scratch to having a full plan to actually build out your get your ne your first or next short-term rental i'm going to be teaching but i've also invited a number of, of of my basically business buddies to come to come teach to come basically pour into you and there'll also be time for implementation i saw a question there in the chat um saying asking that if you missed it will replays be available yes so if for some reason you can't actually attend it live, you have three months of access to the replays. And the goal is, the reason I made it three months, is that if I made it like open-ended, you won't watch it. But when it's three months, you actually watch it, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I don't want you to just like sign up for something and then just not use it. Really? Oh, I didn't even mention, this year is critical for the tax benefits that short-term rentals give because mm -hmm. by December 31st, some of those benefits will go from 100% to 80%. This is all Ooh. tax speak. I won't even go into that right now. Ooh. But trust me when I say it is worth that alone is worth showing up at the boot camp just to hear about it. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know, the wonderful thing about also that we're talking about the bootcamp is that she is not only going to be dropping gems, <laughs> but she has some of the top people in the industry there who will be also dropping a lot and lot and lot of gems. So she have her guest speakers. So we have not just Chia Gozi with all this knowledge. I mean, we just did an hour and she just dropped like 0.01% of all this up in there. We also have like mortgage lenders. There are going to be other coaches there. Moi, getting your mind right. That's right. Wealth and wellness. Yes, of course. How could we not? Let's prepare for that. We have short-term rental insights. Like we talked about the founder. We have Kenny Bendel, CPAs. Money Fit MD, the one and only Dr. Latifat. That's right. So you guys, I mean, it's going to be off the chain. It's not just theory. It's theory and implementation. You're going to leave out there with your package, your thoughts downloaded onto paper, your goals and ways how to get those goals implemented. And we didn't even tell you there's a surprise guest there too. She's going to be knocking everybody's feet off, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, all righty, guys. With that, I mean, this has been a bonus, and I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of the Dr. Tamar Beckford show with the one and only Dr. Chia Gozi Fowley, the savvy doc that's here helping. Absolutely, Dr. Michael. Thanks. Oh, thank you. My thank pleasure. you so much. This has been great. Alrighty, guys, we're going to let you go and enjoy your weekend. Go ahead and think about it and go ahead and hit and go to the short-term rental bootcamp, right? The strbootcamp.com yes, so that you can go ahead and register and we will see you guys in Charleston, either online or in person. All right. Yep. Hey, guys. Take care. Thank you guys for watching. Bye. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>